Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with me for just a couple of minutes. Here, our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here, we don't compare ourselves to him or to her. We compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end. Health has no finish line. There are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time, and here we do it together. So let's do this. Before I get into the main content, if you want to get in contact with me, email and Instagram are the best ways to get in contact. Email me at benpagedc at gmail.com and on Instagram, benpagedc. And if you listen to this, go to Instagram, tag me on the episode, and I'll tag you right back and we get to know each other. I love to get to know the community and I would love to get to know you. So let's get on to the main content. Good morning, everybody. I am up quite early this morning. Hopefully my voice does not show that, but today is episode 294, and I have a great guest for you. Um, Robert Kiltz, Dr. Robert Kiltz. Just a great time talking to him about health, wellness. He is a fertility doctor that brings this also into helping mothers become what they want to become, mothers. Uh, this was just an excellent conversation. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Let's get on to the show, episode 294 of the Wellness Farmer podcast with guest Dr. Robert Kiltz. I got another guest on today. I mean, I'm trying to bring on more and more guests because I love to get other other points of view. I mean, you guys have listeners been li- listening to me for quite a many years, so it's great to get other points of view on on the podcast. Today, I got Dr. Robert Kiltz. Um, we do have a lot in common, but I love talking to people. Well, we'll get to know each other just a little bit better, but what I've learned from him, we do have a lot in common, but we're going to figure out how we got to the same point of view, and then we'll talk about how important it is in our overall health. Uh, but before we get into, into this conversation, of course, um, Robert, can you explain, kind of give that, that windy road of how you got to where you are today and let, our, let my listeners get to know who you are? A long and winding road of where I am today, and I'm sure I'll be somewhere else tomorrow, Ben. It's really a pleasure, and thanks for inviting me today. And um, it, it, it's, it's remarkable and how I got to where I'm at. I'm a reproductive endocrinologist, a Western-trained fertility physician. I'm full-time practice. I do in vitro fertilization. I do reproductive immunology, uh, reproductive uh, endocrinology. I'm a surgeon. I run a practice with nearly 500 employees uh, across the uh, country at CNY Fertility Center. And uh, as a Western-trained physician, uh, over the years, I found what I was doing wasn't working. And probably about 20 years ago, I kind of tripped into the mindfulness of, of um, healing and how meditation, prayer, and um, adding things like uh, acupuncture, Reiki, massage, uh, aided to people's um, wellness and, and uh, increased their chances of conception and delivering a healthy baby. And then probably around um, oh, uh, 15 years ago, I fell into the uh, paleo uh, diet uh, realm. And I'm like, what is this? I've never heard of it. And uh, then I slipped into keto and then I found carnivore nearly 12 years ago and I've never looked back. And so um, again, I full-time practice in uh, Western medicine, but I do a lot of Eastern practice and and uh, nutrition is, is top of the list along with mindfulness and meditation and um, some physicality in some way. 
Wow, I didn't know that you had that much, that big of a of influence with your clinics and stuff like that. That's awesome. I congratulate you. That's a lot of work. <laughs> well, I have a great a great team, number of amazing people, and really, what I've learned is it's the community that does the real work. Because um, I really work for our community of those that are suffering from uh, fertile issues, reproductive issues, and more and more that I've listened to them because I learned about uh, mindfulness um, through um, uh, my clients. And they taught me about uh, yoga and acupuncture. And then I, I got into the meditation space and, and how mindfulness really was in, in important. So um, the more we listen to our 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 I want to you know our patients, but the really it's just our community. The we the more we learn. Um, medicine is sort of like hierarchical. It's it's um, vertical. We're we're the boss and the patients uh, or the children in essence. Which which it needs to be. It really should be horizontal. We're all on the same plane. We're all learning from each other. And the access to knowledge is today. It's everywhere. You don't have to get into a medical school, a university. You know, you you get online and you can punch the buttons, but you can simply just go out there and experience life and learn so much. No, I, I agree 100%. I mean, and that's, and I always tell my patients that too, it's, it's, we're working with this, we're working together. And I, I love how you said that. I don't hear too many people actually say that that work in the medical field. And it's always, and I just love explaining to my patients too. It's, it's like, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything. Your body's healing. It's all you. It's you're 100% healing. I'm, I might help you facilitate that process, but it's you, you're healing and, and, and take that responsibility and enjoy that responsibility of how you can heal yourself. Yeah, that's really cool. So, I mean, I would like to start out with that whole, that whole mindfulness. Then I didn't, I was going to, I was planning on going straight uh, nutrition based, but let's, I would, I'm really intrigued about how you helped your patients, especially the patients that wanted to become uh, parents. How, how did you help them through mindfulness um, be able to do that? That is really intriguing. Well, well, the stress of life is very um, significant for everyone. Um, and ultimately, reproduction somehow is the foundation of all life, right? We're not here to become lawyers, doctors, well, whatever you want to label yourself as. We're really here to uh, reproduce and um, build families. And um, when it's not happening naturally, it is very, very stressful. Um, it can ruin lives and relationships and uh, much more, and the stress, epinephrine, cortisol, all those things go up, which also has a fight or flight, not um, rest and relax and 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 uh, feed and fertile. So we know that the 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 natural changes that happen in the immune system, in the reproductive hormonal system, are clamped down and suppressed when people are stressed out. And and I I somehow fell on to um, the secret years ago and uh, how mindfulness is is really a master of change. What you think comes true, whether it you're you it is or isn't, you're you're right. And so I, I'm a scientist and I love to understand the science of of everything. And so when I began to understand thinking and how a thought, uh, a good thought or a bad thought, will stimulate that that uh, rest or that uh, run. A response and again the cortisol epinephrine or the serotonin oxytocin and and so i then personally began to practice meditation yoga uh, prayer and i i even dug into understanding about spirituality and religion which as a as a fallen catholic 
I didn't believe or understand in the concept of God. And so I went on a quest to read everything, uh, listen and learn from others that have been on the journey. And I, I learned personally how uh, understanding in the, the meditation and, and yoga and faith can make me heal. And I began to share it. And I wrote a book called The Fertile um, Secret, uh, kind of a little takeoff on the secret and uh, the book, which contains um, information on yoga and acupuncture, meditation and prayer, and how we're running and running and running in our world, modern world, with all of these devices everywhere and um, the news, which essentially the brain, the brain doesn't know that there's there's anything you know, around the world that believes everything is in your environment that you are living in right? This brain thinks and everything is right there. And so the thinking brain believes everything is here. So as we put all this, the, the news and all the worry and things in our minds, it's of course all epinephrine. And so of course, fertility won't work. And so as we, so I began to teach and uh, I, I actually have taught yoga, even though I wasn't a certified yoga instructor and I do uh, seminars and retreats and meditation. And, and I wrote some books on this and and uh, really found that it was the core of everything. I always say faith and belief is the core of all healing. That's the mind. That's the top. And so if you can learn to practice and talk about it, but in, again, in Western medicine, we just don't touch that. But I, I, I personally practice um, three times a day at least doing meditation and prayer and visualization, um, which I found very, very, very helpful um, for myself and I share and talk about it, uh, recommend people to go to yoga classes and find a, a good, a good retreat or a good, um, a coach and cheerleader to help even in this area. And what is your, so I'm just kind of giving an example. So you do it three times a day. What does that entail? Well, just to kind of give an example to my listeners. Well, I, I'm a napper, uh, to, to reset the synapses. Right. So we don't rest enough. Carnivores, and I consider myself a carnivore, actually sleep a lot or herbivores eat a lot. And and so based on that and how meditation and thinking, it's kind of like my focused thinking time, 10 minutes, uh, morning, noon and night. And, and I will often just lay on my couch in my office or at home on a chair um, or even if I'm walking sometimes, but it's mostly laying down and I'll set my my timer on for about seven to 10 minutes just because I want to keep it to that simple time. And I'll literally go down my gratitude list. Thank you, God, Lord, creator. Thank you for, um, uh, go down the list of people in my lives. And and I even go through the what I used to consider as negative experiences. I go through my gratitude for each and every one of those things because when the mind can see everything as a good, it, the the electrophysiology, electromolecular um, neurons of the body kind of, I think, flow in a more free way. Because when you're in fear, everything shuts down and you, you're focused on running. And, and when you open up, you're focused on resting. And so really, it's, it's, it literally is, um, I go down to thank you, God, Lord, creator for the day. Thank you for my, all the things in my life. I have a few books that I pick up, Christ-based teachings, um, I'll look at the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, and sometimes I just take excerpts from that. But usually it's just my gratitude list, and that's all you need. If, if it's two minutes, uh, it really works. For me, it's, 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 it's about five to ten minutes 
uh, three times a day is my usual. Sometimes I don't get to it or I get to it at once, but I really work to do it three times a day. It is really, it reminds me of what I did and I wish I still did it, but I stopped doing it. There was a time where I would just lay face up on the ground. I'd take five minutes every day. I took five minutes every day. I, I laid face up on a hard surface and I would just think about my younger self. I would think about who I was as a kid and why I acted as an adult, sometimes like that kid. And it's crazy. Over time, it took me about five to six months, but I started to realize what was going on. And I remember I remember vividly that first time I did it, I remember my, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast or not, but if I did, it's got to be one of these older episodes, but I was I remember seeing me as a kid in the corner looking into the wall mad. I remember seeing that. I remember seeing it. It was like so visual in my mind. And I remember there was one time, was I, I think it was when my grandpa passed away. I, I woke up that next morning and I was doing it. And my little self was actually hugging me, my adult self. I mean, we, we got to that point where we became good friends. I mean, so he would, he, he wasn't mad in that wall and looking at the wall he he turned around he looked at me and he and he hugged me i was like and and it, and it like i said it took like four or five months of doing this every day and trying to talk to him and get to know him just a little bit more to the point where he turned around and, and came up to me and gave me a hug and and, and it was just so beautiful and being constantly doing those things like you're saying be grateful and i loved how you said being grateful for the things that supposedly went wrong because most of those things, when we have that 2020 vision, we look back, we're like, oh my goodness, I grew the most during that hard time. I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for that. So, I mean, it's so important to be grateful for those things, even though it's so hard to go through them at the moment. That but, is, but it, 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 it is, it's the hardships that, that really be, build our strength in life, right? And so if, you know, it's easy, 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 and you're not doing hard enough. You gotta, you gotta do hard in order to grow. And I think that's why we do exercise and and strength work. And and I think you know, for me now, I, that's partly why I've done carnivore or I've done my mindfulness. It's because these were not easy things. And I realized that you know, it's okay. I want to get better. I want to be better. I want to learn to grow. And it's never too late to heal yesterday. And to make sure. yesterday the very best ever. And that's kind of what I've learned to do. And when I learned about God, the, the word God is, is the most powerful word that we can use because some people run, some people, you know, will embrace and, and many people just sit and go, eh. but God is the single most miraculous discovery of humanity that God is everything. And, and it doesn't need to be a religious God. It's a, it's a spiritual electromolecular energy of thinking. So when we can see God in everything and every one, uh, we can honor all things. And, and that's the, I think the one most miraculous thing that I've learned as a human, as an earthling and, uh, and, and lying on the ground and, you know, connecting with the electromolecular energy of the earth is such an important thing or walking on it barefoot and things like that. And so I, that, that to me is, is so important. And, but again, I, one of the things that we don't do enough in life is talk about spirituality, it, especially in, in, in medicine and science and healing practices. We, we forget about God and spirit and connection to the human being in front of us. 
and I would even say nature. I mean, I mean, it's we're all we're all in the same. Yeah, we're we're equal with nature. I mean, if we respect everything and everyone, I mean, it, life becomes a lot more healthier. I mean, a lot of people they say don't like we can just real quick. I mean, eating animals like we're not respecting the animal, but the exact opposite. Exact. If you take care of that animal and and give it its proper life, and then truly respect that animal by by using its resources to give us energy but at its at 100 percent i mean there, that, that couldn't be much there's not much more respect than that when, when we're doing that with an animal me personally i believe that i i agree with you life life requires life and so you can't live without life and and you know there's lots of different opinions in the world about what the right thing to think and live and eat but i think there is an a natural ancient ancestral way of living that we've lost because we have eliminated our our ancestral peoples of the world and they are teachers and we're in this modern world of manufacturing or you know it's somehow it's better if it's produced by an industrial corporation company rather than than the nature and and i say nature really knows more than we do and the less is best and getting back to regenerative agriculture and sustainability but you got to be careful of these words because these words are so manufactured and and sort of they have a, a legal meaning and a governmental meaning and and a marketing meaning where you know less less words and more more about just observing what nature has given us yeah and going Going back just a little bit, going back to how you use mindfulness to help your patients. Um, what were some of the? So you said yoga, and you said and and you said other things. But what did you? How did you? How did you help your patients experience that mindfulness? So that in and and were they able were you able to see a, a huge a, an increase and in be able to get pregnant after that i mean after you started to involve this into your clinic how did you see the numbers go well i'm not a statistician or a data monger um lies damn lies and statistics um as, as mark twain once said and i think we can be duped by numbers and so be careful um it's kind of like religion prayer and spirituality you know when something works and the people um have gratitude and they feel it and so i think the more i connected with either um some spiritual religious prayers or simply um, positive thinking you know it's one of those things when you say i love you or i hate you and and it's it's sometimes it's not even the 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 tone it's just the word and so when you can use the right words you can calm and bring thinking and things into alignment so mantras poetry prayers those are the things that i worked on journaling um lots of um listening to to calming um, words and and music but i think the words are really the important thing i am a mom i am a dad i am a parent i'm alive i'm healthy and well and the I am is such a such a powerful two words. And so we too often say, I can't, I'm not, it's too hard, it'll never happen, which is the negative side of things. So for me, the science of of of, of the memes, the words we use are critical. 
the beginning was the word and the word is and was always will be god in in essence but again people get get caught up in the religious part of the words but forget religion or at least be part of it but understand that our minds are the masters and so i would i would i would uh, i you know i shared my books i wrote a couple of books on daily inspirations and daily intentions and 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 shared other people's words and ideas on on how to use these things on a daily basis several times a day or just to have have that the the, the uh, picture um, the, the the pictures the words that will always there that will the, attract what you want uh, because they're everywhere in your life a vision board uh, is is very important in life because we we don't surround ourselves with the positive things because so often it's the newspaper, the radio, the, the, the devices that tell us what's wrong in the world. And, but yet God's got this a few phrases. God's got this. It's okay. God's got this. God's got this. And if it's, if it's, if it's nature's got this or, or the, the, the great, the great creator's got this, whatever words you want to use, it's, it's up to you. But these things, and I did, I have seen, um, much improvement. The one thing I've seen the best improvement is persistence in the journey. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's hard to measure the individuality of whether like, okay, let's see, did this treatment work better than this treatment? Our brains actually are the ones that decide the outcomes. And so if we want to go out there and say it doesn't work, we'll find it. If we want to say it's good work, we'll find it. But ultimately it's the ability to be committed to the journey and never give up. That's where I think mindfulness really helps because when you can be committed to the persistence of journey, oh, there's God. And it always, it always works out in the end. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. And it's, and it's, it always works out always, you know, you don't need, it's, it's interesting because let's see if it hasn't worked out, it's not the end. So as they say, but I really, I say it always happens the way it's meant to happen. And it always works in your favor. The problem is you're not practiced on seeing the favor in the flaws or the failures. You're so practiced in, in, and that's where you need to get to. You get it. And that's why it's things like God's got this. Yeah, no, God's got this. This is again like training to be a basketball player, like your sons in in a basketball and or wherever you're training to to do and be, um, you're or get experience in doing something to practice that in life. It takes a lot of practice. Um, I fly airplanes, and so I have to continuously practice to get to fly the airplane. And believe me, when I was first flying, it was like I was an idiot. But uh, now I think uh, I'm a, I'm a an excellent pilot, but I still need practice. It's not, you know, if you're not flying for a little bit, you got to practice flying. You have a mentor pilot with you to sort of make sure, Hey, wait a minute, let's some things I forgot here. So it's really important to stay on the journey, keeping persistent and, and, and positivity is so important and critical uh, on this journey. Yeah. I tell my patients, I always say, once you start on this journey of health, there is no destination there is just the journey. So enjoy the journey while you have it because you're never going to get to the destination. Health is a lifelong process and you just take it one day at a time. But yeah, you have to enjoy that journey. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting about this phrase. At least I've got my health, which ultimately I, I, I believe that health is just a mind state. 
mental state. That's all it is. My sister had diabetes for 50 years. She died of diabetes at age 52. And um, I can tell you that her mental uh, state was always positive. And, uh, and my mom had much suffering throughout the years and, and yet always positive. So maybe, maybe rather than focusing on the, you know, it's, oh, I'm not healthy and I'm trying to get healthy rather than looking at that, it's, it's, I am healthy and well, but we do need chiropractors and dentists and doctors and all sorts of healthcare practitioners to sort of just kind of help us it's a realignment. And I think that's what chiropractors are. It's a realignment. Uh, and that's what we all need, just a realignment. And maybe it's, you know, one of the problems with modern medicine is we label you with the disease and you've got a problem. We're going to give you a drug, a dissection and another specialty doctor. Um, and our doctors tend to, you know, list all your problems rather than list all your positive uh, uh, attributes. And so you come in there, they got 15 minutes and most of it's, you know, on a, on a computer pad or writing something, but it's not about, Hey, you look great. How you doing today? Nice to see you. You know, it's, and, and if it's your, Hey, your blood pressure is doing, doing a little bit better. We want to make a little bit more adjustments to it or whatever it is. Um, and we have some other thoughts on all of that, but, but uh, more positivity from our modern medical uh, establishment would be a really a big, big improvement uh, for people who are suffering. That is so true. I know I've never really realized that, but yet whenever someone comes in, it's always about the negatives. It's about this and that and this. That's hurting. This is hurting. I did that. It's 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 pretty much focusing on the negative. Yeah, and and I see how that how that's been worked into what the medical profession is, and it should be the opposite. You should be focusing on the positives and what they can become. Yeah, and I try to do that. I try to always focus on those positives. Look what you can become because your body is going to help you heal yourself but i see how that has has been like that i remember we were talking a little i remember i was walking home with my daughter yesterday from school and it was hot it was hot and we were walking home and and she was wanting to complain she didn't complain at the very beginning and then i was and then it's like but i should have probably phrased it differently but kind of gave the question but have you ever have you ever learned or have you ever been better by doing things that are easy or you get better by doing the hard things? And she, and she didn't want to answer because she was already irritated because she had to walk in the heat. But I think she understood that even just like walking home in the heat, that's not easy, especially no. for a young one. And that's, that's no. going to help them understand the importance of hard things bring better outcomes throughout life. And I thought that was a kind of a neat experience how we were talking about the importance of, of, hard things and how and how that's what builds you and helps you heal and helps you be, become the person that you should become in this in this this short journey that we have here on earth when, when someone tells me about their problem i i almost sort of clap and joy that they've got one because dead people have no problems and so in actuality it's a gift of god it's a present to help us grow and and change and and uh learn something new because hard is is the helper uh, of heaven essentially it's it's the work of the gods and so the more practiced we are in the goodness of the hard the better um in my opinion i think that is completely true and i, I love how you said it i mean that's a that's a beautiful way of saying it uh, now let's jump a little how did you so you found it through our journeys are very similar because we also I, me my wife my wife and i we also found it kind of through 
paleo and and because my wife wasn't feeling that good and i was like well why don't you just try paleo so she's the one that actually went and got the book and read the book and started c- cooking paleo um i always believed in in our ancestral eating and i always believed that that's how we should eat try to eat local and clean and all that stuff but paleo kind of made a fat out of it and 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 my wife did seem to get better and she kind of stuck there. I've continued to progress because I continue to study and I continue to study. And I've gotten to the point, yeah, where I'm more like you. I'm more, no, the best the best nutrition for the, for the human being is, is, is carnivore, is eating animal fat and animal meat and everything else they have to offer us. And yeah. and, and how has that how has that helped how has that helped you in your in your in, in your life? Well, well, so I learned about uh, mindfulness and, and the, the Eastern practices through my, my patients. And then I learned about paleo and keto um, through my patients. And But I dug deep into it. So I, stu- I suffered bowel bleeding, arthritis, psoriasis, migraines, kidney stones, hemorrhoids, and more, ADHD, OCD. When I was a child, I had bad migraines and, and bad bowel problems. And, you know, it was just another drug, another doctor, another specialist, but no one ever sort of figured out the root cause of all the problems. And I'm a standard eater of, of Mediterranean, uh, lots of plant material. I love cooking. I love the spices. I, I'm Italian. I grew up in Los Angeles. Uh, my, my wife at the time was Mexican and her father's a chef and taught me how to cook Mexican. I just loved it. And I just love cooking and I love all the spices and all the variety and I love our social cultural, uh, nature. And, um, and, and, as I went through paleo and keto, I got better. But when I went carnivore almost 12 years ago, bingo, in one month, all my diseases were gone. And I was like, whoa, okay, now I know something, but I still want to know more. And I, and I also was like, I gotta, I gotta tell everyone I gotta, you know, I'm a doctor. I went into medicine to help people. And, and, and what we've been taught is wrong. And I've got to say something. And um, so here I am nearly 12 years later uh, talking about why carnivore and fasting and one meal a day is uh, rocking amazing and why fat is actually the fittest thing you can eat. And if you're skinny in a famine, you're fertilizer and it's not good. And so we are meant to get fat. We are not meant to be skinny. We are meant to probably eat the sugary uh, fruits when they were around seasonally and locality for a short amount of time, eat up, get fat. Um, we were meant to hunt and eat the fattiest meats because we were not chicken chicken hunters or turkey hunters or fish hunters. We were big bison hunters. That's what human beings are, were, and will always be. I say we came out of the trees not to eat the grass, but to eat the grass eaters. We know how to hunt in packs like lions and wolves, and that's who we are. And so when I go to, I eat fatty meat, I eat one meal a day in general, sometimes a snack, but rare. And um, I've seen so many patients heal, conceive, deliver babies. And just on my blogs and things I do, I see so many people where their diseases go away just like mine. And I don't think there's a conspiracy to push this or this or this. We have our belief systems and our belief systems are powerful. They're hard to change and they're meant to be hard to change. And so I'm a mission to continue to share how amazing this is. And, and you can do it sustainably and honestly and honorably. These animals are, are just like us. Um, they're living an honorable existence in nature and, 
we we want to honor them and and properly uh, prepare them for our food and then make sure that there's a sustainability uh, to the future of this world for all of us. Yeah, and animals helps incredible to that sustainability. I mean, the more I learn about regenerative agriculture, of course, that is a word, and Alan Savory and all this stuff. I mean, animals, animals is what does it. Animals is how it's going to help us sustain and not just nature, but our overall health. And, and, and there's just so many things that show that if we treat an animal as the animal should be treated, everything just gets better. Yeah, I've seen that. And that is a crazy story of yours. I mean, that was a, that was a long list of, of problems you had. And it goes away like that. I mean, one month. I, I this is this is a question I have. It's just a curious one because I would love to be able to do it more and be better at this. Because I try to help my patients understand the importance of of eating more fat and 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 animal meats and organs. I have a hard time getting them to do it for for a while to actually be able to feel the results is, is there something that that you help your patients understand and like so they can actually try it for a month and see the results well i'm the i, I work to be the example and i work to talk about it in a way to make it easy and i work to find something that they like do you like steak and eggs yeah i do oh i hate steak okay well do you like uh, bacon and eggs oh yeah i love bacon and eggs all right there's your diet what more do you need Nothing. Animals do not have variety in their in their nutrition. It's a very narrow diet. Human beings want to live in an amusement park and they want to have variety, but you can't have three wives or five husbands or boyfriends and girlfriends on the side. Doesn't work, and we know that. Very narrow is the arrow that will hit the target every time. And I have this sort of this elevator speech, and I I I sort of like the question is, what would you do to have a baby? Well, I'd do anything, doctor. Okay, well, would you change your diet? Oh yeah. Oh, but I don't like meat. Okay. Uh, does your husband like meat? Oh, yeah, he loves it. Okay, great. Feed him. Flatter him. And take care of him and make him happy. And you will have a baby because you're worried about something which is in the wrong direction. And we're going to take you out of that direction. Number one, you're eating the diet of a pig, cow, and a sheep, but you're a lioness. So why are you doing that? Um, because everyone says it's healthy. Well, what if everyone is telling you the opposite and the wrong thing that's keeping you infertile or repetitive miscarriages? The birth control pill and the abortion pill are made out of plants. Oh, gee. Um, heroin, cocaine, marijuana, cyanide, nicotine, caffeine are all made from plants. Name a toxic chemical that comes from ribeye steak. None. Listen, we are carnivores as I said. And so I share the story. I, I've written some books. I have I have a little bit of something called the, the baby's diet or the baby's way, bacon, eggs, butter, beef, kilts is ice cream and salt. And uh, there's, there's your, there's your, 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 um, your, your uh, list of things to buy at the market, right? Uh, that's all you need. Oh, I can't eat, I can't eat butter. I can't eat milk and I can't eat eggs. Very good. Eat steak every day. Eat the organ meats every day. And how much just until you're full? Well, I don't know if I get enough. Well, fat is twice the calories of protein or carbohydrates. We have zero requirement to ever eat a carbohydrate. Zero. Like, a glucose and sugar is not the energy of the cytoplasm of the mitochondria. Fatty acids are always. The brain does not need sugar for ATP. It needs glycans or sugars, glucose, galactose, uh, fucose, and acetylglucosamine and acetylgalactosamine, which are 
sugars, which are critical for protein glycosylation. Without that glycosylation, proteins do not work and you're dead. You're never born. You don't exist. So the problem is, is that the science is all wrong. My, my, and so I go through all these lists of things and it's usually it takes only a couple of minutes, but I stick to the simple things. What would you do to have a baby? Anything. Okay. Plants are poisonous. Didn't know that. Fatty meats are good for you. Your husband likes it. You like it, but you think you need to have salad or you need to have fiber in order to poop. Well, those things are actually fermenting in your gut and that makes alcohol. Is that good for you or your baby? No. And we know that. Brain fog is simply from fermentation of the plants that we eat. And it starts, fermentation starts in the mouth, the esophagus. Um, I don't know how much fermentation in the stomach, but we do know that these microbes damage the surface of the stomach and make ulcers, which are fine little nests of bacteria, uh, yeast, and and uh, viruses, which get a foothold. And they've, they've damaged this layer, this sugar coating. So there's a sugar coating all over our body. And when that gets damaged, um, the, cell, the, the cells are damaged, and then the damage gets into the um, interstitial spaces, the blood system, the lymphatics, and goes everywhere. And it can get everywhere so fast, you and I don't even you know, know what hit us. And that's, that's the kind of interesting story here. And, um, but it's, it, it's kind of trying to go through the physiology. But the problem is, the science says otherwise. And I say the science is mostly wrong. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And it's and it's and it not only is it completely wrong, but it's wrong for a reason. That's a whole different that's a whole different <laughs> that's a whole different conversation right there. But just that is think I mean, yeah, I love hearing different ways of how I can help people understand the importance of living to their potential and eating this way will help them live to their potential. And like, and then, so I just totally appreciate your words right there because not only are they gonna help my listeners, but they're gonna help me too. So I appreciate those. And it's, it's, it's really neat to be able to learn these new things as I speak with people and understand how other people have different ways of saying things that are so beautiful and can help so many different people. So I really appreciate hearing, that. Hearing different stories and, and I'm, I'm listening to everyone and, and that's what I love to do. I listen, I read uh, and, and by listening, I'm, I'm getting ideas. And then the more I talk about it, you know, have you ever seen mold grow on butter? No, no. I don't think I have. How about cheese? <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> cheese and butter is different. Cream also does grow uh, mold on it. It's different than butter. Butter is better than anything we can consume besides towel and lard and, 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 and maybe ghee, but ghee is still a manufactured a little bit, but tallow and lard the molds don't grow on it. That's the amazing thing. It's like, well, wait a minute. Everyone says fat is the cause of disease. Fat is the cause of no disease. It's the, it's the high protein, low fat, high carb, high protein, low fat. That is the cause of disease. It, it damages our gut. And once the gut is damaged, the microbes, the, the plant lectins, oxalates, phytates, all those glycoproteins that are not broken down into nutrition, they're simply little slivers of, 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 um, of uh, uh, slivers of shards of glass and splinters that just go everywhere. It's little dust particles that go everywhere. And they embed in every cell membrane 
in every interstitial space, in every cytoplasmic and nuclear space, these little micro nanoparticles, they cause inflammation. And all your body is trying to do is get rid of all this foreign particles that are never supposed to be there. And, and we are exposing our bodies to these foreign particles always. Before you were born, your mother was consuming toxic plants that provide the, the inflammation and the sugars that cause the damage and cause you to be addicted to sugars when you're born. And so the addiction happens very, very, very early. And likely, even because we're exposed to it as a sperm or an egg, but there's some DNA damage that the plants, the viruses, the bacteria, and the yeast are there, they're inserting their DNA into us. They're inserting information into us so that potentially we are the, actually the prey and they're the predators. And so we think ultimately these other organisms don't have the same intelligence as us, which in fact is illogical. Um, they have more intelligence than anything we have. And, and so when we honor all organisms' intelligence, all it doesn't matter even a rock has a has an atomic vibrational structure that has an attraction and a repulsion to other molecules that's how life it happens anyway it's all these electromolecular forces that are that are pulling and pushing all over the place that creates life and when we observe those things in a more sort of natural state but we're we're not very good at being open minded in science and medicine we have our belief system and we're going to prove it. We're going to develop this product. We're going to make a bunch of money and we're going to control the world. When in reality is the world's got you already. <laughs> uh, our control is like it, it, infinitesimally nothing except the thinking that we have it, which is part of the joy of life. Um, but ultimately uh, we've got it wrong. We are full on carnivores. And the carnivore is truly the alpha uh, master of the universe. And when you're fed, when you're fed grass and grains, you become addicted, you become domesticated and controlled. We essentially become the slaves, the soldiers, the peasants, and the prisoners. And that's as simple as that. And, you know, again, the mind can, can handle it and overcome it, but but the drugs that are in the plants, they overcome your mind. That's the problem. Again, nicotine, caffeine, ayahuasca, marijuana, psilocybin, I mean, LSD. I mean, those are not good for any of us. Just not good. Alcohol's not good. And so the more we're looking at plant products to sort of like overcome our diseases, when essentially we just stop eating them and we stick to fatty meat, you will be like rocking amazing. And that makes me just want to push even more on helping my patients understand the importance of changing the way they eat. It's just a beautiful explanation. I appreciate that so much. Um, of course, we've already gone a little longer than normal. I see Robert. I mean, where can where can my listeners get to know more about you? Where can they get to get your books? How can they find you? Ben, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate this conversation. I really love what you're doing, also. But if you go to if you go to uh, Doctor Kiltz, drkiltz.com, uh, or Doctor Robert Kiltz, or 
we have something called the Mighty Tribe, um, but it's drkilts.com is a good way. I have some books on Amazon I, uh, and just sharing on my blogs. And, and my intent is to really just share stories and like you interview people that have interesting stories. And again, even if they're opposite, vegans, vegetarians, Mediterraneans, or believers in God or not, it doesn't matter. We're here to share stories and listen and learn from each other because that's the way we're all going to grow and be better. Yeah, couldn't have said it better. I appreciate it so much. I got I got to know you on Instagram. I and that's how I got to know you and I got to say your stories. And I mean, yeah, it's just it's a great way to learn. So again, I appreciate you coming on a lot. God bless and thank you so much, Ben. I, I look forward to uh, sharing your story on 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 our uh, blogs uh, in the future. Oh, I would be honored. That's a, that's a that's a beautiful. I, I would be honored. Awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did with the with Dr. Robert Kiltz. Just really enjoyed that episode. But before I let you go, remember there's some ways you can help me out to keep this going. First, you can join my email list so you'll never miss an episode. By doing that, you also get a free book called Earth and Us, Heal Naturally, Absolutely Free. You can leave a review for this podcast. This podcast will get out to more people if you're leaving reviews. So go to the Wellness Farmer podcast at any podcast feed and leave a review. A great way to help me out is by purchasing my books. That's a great way to support me in this work, Playing in the Dirt, The Four Pillars of Health, and a short ebook called Mental Wellbeing Made Simple, all available on my webpage. I also have a new product that will help you heal all your bumps and bruises and falls and scrapes. It's called Consuelda. It's also available on my website. If you have a, want any more information about that, let me know. Get in contact with me at benpagedc at gmail.com. Again, if you're buying from my website, you get even a better deal if you buy more than one book by using the code GIFT at checkout. Again, my books are available on Amazon too, so you can get them on Amazon.com. And finally, the best way to help me out is join my membership, where we go so much more deeper in how we can bring the garden and our connection to nature and earth into the forefront of our journey for greater health and well-being. You can get more information about that at pastelsbetterthisfarm.com slash subscription. Can't wait to talk to you in person or via Zoom.